Well, we've been in a, a series this summer, a, par- a series on the parables of Jesus, and the series is called The Great Storyteller. We've said a good bit already about the seven, or, or some of the seven parables we're going to be looking at this summer. There's seven parables we're focusing on out of the roughly 30 parables that Jesus told. And in the last week or so, we've said a good bit about seeds. Last week, we looked at the parable of the weeds and the wheat. And it really is, if you remember, a parable about the good seed and the bad seed and all of that. Today, we're going to look at another parable about seeds, believe it or not. And it's interesting that Jesus said so much about seeds. In fact, if you go ahead and open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, we're going to be looking at that text in just a moment. But in Mark chapter 4, there are three different parables... And all of those parables are about seeds. There's the parable of the sower, there's the parable of the growing seed, and there is the the parable of the mustard seed. So Jesus, as He told these stories, these parables, He often used something very common, like seeds, to help us understand something very important, like the kingdom of God. Parables really are eternal truths brought to life through very common objects in life. And so... Today we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 4 and looking at this story, if you will, another story about seeds. Now let me illustrate to you why this story is so important. We're going to be looking, by the way, if you want to go ahead and mark it in your Bible, we're going to be looking at the parable of the growing seed. It's Mark chapter 4 verses 26 through 29. Let me explain to you why this is such an important parable. Uh, it's so practical, so personal, and for some of you, you're going to really connect and identify with the parable of the growing seed. Let me show you why it's so important. Imagine, if you will, that you're a missionary, like the ones that we've just heard from. You're a missionary in a foreign land, and you're going to, uh, to share the gospel with people who have never heard about Jesus, and you've left your home, you've left your family, uh, you've moved to that area across the world, you've learned a new language, you're living in a, a place that is very different from the place you came from, and you're doing your best to share the gospel in that context. And every morning, you pray that God would use you to bring people to Christ. And every evening, you repeat that prayer, and sometimes you might even pray about the people you've met that very day. And, but sometimes in that context, when you're trying to share the gospel in a place where the name of Jesus has not been heard, you might go weeks or months or even years, without any obvious response. And you're left wondering, what is happening here? Is anything happening here? And so that's why one of the reasons we need the parable of the growing seed. Or or let me give you another example. Let's say that maybe you've tried to share the gospel with a friend or a neighbor who does not know Christ. And you've done your best to live Uh, before them in in a Christ-like way. You've done your best from time to time to share your faith. When you have the opportunity, you've done your best to tell them about God's Word. And they've been polite to you whenever you have brought up your salvation or your faith or God's Word. But they don't seem to have any interest at all in the things of Christ. And you pray for them and you've invited them to church, but they still haven't come. What do you do when it looks like nothing is happening in their life? That's the parable of the growing seed. Or let me give you one more example. Maybe you have a child that doesn't seem to believe what you believe. Uh, They might not be a child now. They might be a teenager or a young adult. And now that they're a teenager or a young adult, their values and their beliefs are very different from your values and your beliefs. And it breaks your heart because 
You know that they grew up in church. They've been in church since they were babies. They've been in Sunday school. They've heard the preaching. And you're trying to figure out what is happening. And more importantly, what is it going to take to change them? You need the parable of the growing seed. Jesus gave us this parable in Mark chapter 4 to encourage us. He gave us this parable in Mark chapter 4 to instruct us about the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God works and our role in that whole process. You see, let me see if you would agree with this. And by the way, uh, Wally told me that in, in Korea, South Korea, that they say amen very loudly, right? Let's pretend we're in South Korea today. There you go, he's getting us started. So, here's what I want you to understand. Maybe you can say amen to this one. Would you agree that people don't always respond to the gospel the way you would want them to? Have you ever been frustrated and you just kind of wanted to help them and push them to kind of make that decision? Because you know it's the best decision. You know they need salvation. But people don't always grow the way we think they should grow. They don't always decide to do what we think they should do. They don't always respond the way we wish they would would respond. And so God gave us this story, this parable about the growing seed. To help us understand how the kingdom of God grows and our role in that process. It's a very simple parable, the parable of the growing seed. I want to read it to you in chapter 4 of Mark, beginning in verse 26. By the way, as you're looking for that text, I'll tell you that this is the only place that you see this parable. Uh, It's not in the other gospels. This is the only place. So like the gospel or the parable of the sower, you see that in in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And and some of those parables are very well known. This one is not a well-known parable because you only find it in these few verses in the gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 4, verse 26, the parable of the growing seed. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, and then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Uh, There's two key words or phrases, if you will, that I want to draw your attention before we really dig into the text. Uh, to kind of give us the framework of this parable, the first phrase that I want you to focus on is the phrase, the kingdom of God. That's how he starts this parable. He says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. What does it mean to talk about the kingdom of God? That was one of the central teachings of Jesus. In fact, we often talk about personal salvation, but Jesus more often, when he was walking this earth, talked about the kingdom of God and telling people that the kingdom of God had come. So what does that mean? Think of it in these terms. It refers to the rule and the reign of God in this world. Jesus came announcing the rule and the reign of God in this world. So so Jesus is telling this story, he's telling this parable to help us understand, to help us grasp this concept of the rule and the reign of God in this world, the kingdom of God. He wants us to understand that the kingdom, watch this, the kingdom of God is not just in heaven. The kingdom of God is here too. That's Jesus' announcement. The kingdom of God has come. He's always been in charge of this world, but when Jesus came, he announced it because lots of people didn't know it. 
So this is what we're talking about. He tells a story, he tells a parable about the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God in this world. Now the second phrase that I want you to look at is that there is someone who is scattering seed. And so we need to pause before we dig into this story to find out what is the seed, what does the seed represent. Well, the seed in this parable refers to the Word of God. And you might ask, well, Pastor, how do you know that? How do you know this refers to the Word of God? Because in the beginning of Mark's, uh, the fourth chapter of Mark, the very first parable in Mark chapter 4 is the parable of the sower. And in the parable of the sower, there was a farmer who was scattering the seed. And later, Jesus explains every element of that story. And Jesus tells us in verse 14 that the farmer scattering the seed represents someone sowing the Word of God. Look at it in verse 14. The farmer sows the Word. As Jesus is explaining what the seed represents, He says the farmer sows the Word. So the parable of the growing seed shows us God's kingdom and how it grows. Watch this. Listen to this. It shows us God's kingdom and how it grows. Watch this. As we plant the seed. I want you to get that. I want you to remember that. The parable of the growing seed shows us how God grows His kingdom as we plant the seed. So, let's dig in and see what we can learn from this. First of all, the parable of the growing kingdom, or the growing seed, shows us that we, you and I, we plant the seed. We, that's our responsibility. Point number one, we plant the seed. Verse 26, he said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Now, I know this is elementary, but hang with me for a moment. If you're planting a garden, step number one is that you the most basic step of all is you start with the seed, right? I brought some seed with me today. Uh, this is zucchini seed. I don't know if you'll be able to see it from where you are. but And I'm going to refer to these seeds a lot today, but that's zucchini seeds. Now, think about this for a moment. If I leave these seeds in the bag, how much zucchini am I going to have at harvest time? None. In order for these seeds to produce anything, they need to be in the good soil. It's not going to produce anything in the bag. So as we're preparing a garden, one of the basic lessons is you start with the seed if you want to have a garden, right? Jesus said that the first part of Mark chapter 4, and the seed is the Word of God. So we've got to start with the seed. We've got to start with the Word of God. If we want to see the Spirit of, of God use us to bring about growth in the kingdom of God. Now can you imagine for just a moment, can you imagine that a farmer is preparing the ground, he's plowing the land, he's clearing it of weeds, he's doing everything he can to get ready for planting, and he never actually plants any seeds. He's out there every day, faithfully weeding the garden and watering the garden and caring for the empty soil. But he doesn't see any results. And so he decides, I need to redouble my efforts. I need to work harder. That's the reason we don't have results. I just need to work harder. So he goes out again and he weeds the garden even more and he waters it even more and he cares for the empty soil even more. He works twice as hard as he worked the week before. But if he hasn't planted any seeds, is he going to get any results? No. How does the kingdom of God grow? 
Spiritual growth always involves God's Word, the seed. If someone is to grow spiritually, the Word of God must be planted in them. So what is our role in the kingdom of God? If the kingdom of God is going to grow, what is our role in the kingdom of God? Our role is that we plant the seeds of God's Word into the lives of the people around us. Especially the good news of Jesus Christ as it is found in the gospel. So here's what that means. Your role, listen to me, your role as a parent is to plant the seed of God's Word into the life of your children. Your role in BSF is to plant the seed of God's Word into the life of those people in your, in your class. Your role as a Christian is to, as best you can when opportunities come up, plant the seed of God's Word in people's life as you encounter them, whether it's a neighbor or a friend or just somebody that comes across your path. Seed is the Word of God. Sharing the seed, planting the seed is how the kingdom of God grows. Now, that's probably not new information for you. You understand that. But this is where the story takes an interesting twist. Our job is to plant the seed of God's Word. Here's the second point. God makes His kingdom grow. God makes the seed grow. You see, Jesus goes on to make a very important point in this parable. We plant the seeds, but God is the one who makes them grow. In this parable, look at the text, verse 27. In this parable, the man scatters the seed on the ground, but notice what happens next. He scattered the seed on the ground, verse 26. Look at it, verse 27. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. I love that. If you underline in your Bible, you might want to underline those words, though he does not know how. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. In other words, the farmer can't explain to you how it works. He just knows it works. And so he plants the seed in the ground and he waits on it to grow because he knows it's going to grow. He just doesn't know how it does it. But he knows that if he puts the seed in the ground, if it's good soil, it's going to grow. Though he does not know how. How many of you ever have planted an actual garden this year? Raise your hand. If you planted a garden this year. Keep your hand up for a minute. I need to know where to come get the vegetables. <laughs> Let's suppose that you planted watermelon seeds or you planted tomato seeds or you planted cucumber seeds or, or you planted zucchini seeds. Once you planted those seeds, how did you make them grow? And the answer is you didn't. You may have watered them. You may have put some kind of fertilizer or something there. I don't know what you... I don't, I've never done a big garden, but you may have done a, something, but you didn't make the seed grow. You just planted it. And Jesus said, let me tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about a man who planted seeds. He planted the seeds in the ground, and he's waiting for it to grow, though he does not understand how it happens. Now, how does that relate to you and I? See, the germination of the seed is a mystery, isn't it? I know some of you may have an agricultural degree and you could explain to us how it all works, but for most of us, it is a mystery. I had to Google it last night to understand how, how seeds develop in the ground. The farmer doesn't know exactly how it happens according to the story. He just knows that when you plant a seed, seeds will do what seeds do. 
If you'll plant the seed, the seed will do what seeds do. And it happens, watch this, it happens without his, without him doing anything else. He can, now, he could, if he wanted to, he could plant the seeds, and, and you could do this at your garden. In fact, let me give you some gardening advice. Can I give you some gardening advice? Go out and plant your seeds, and then every day you go over to, to the garden, and you look down at that bare ground, and you say, come on, seeds, you can do it. Come on, come on. You can do it. Come on. Just, just try that. Tell me if it works. The seed grows by itself, apart from human effort. Look what, how Jesus describes it in verse 28. All by itself, the soil produces grain. All by itself. And again, if you mark your Bibles, that's a good phrase to underline. All by itself, the soil produces grain. The Greek word for by itself is the word automa. And it, we get our English word automatic from that word. Here's what the, the Bible is telling us. Seeds grow because God has designed them to do that. It's automatic. In other words, if you take this zucchini seed and you put it in good soil, you don't have to instruct it to grow. It is automatic. It's going to grow because God has designed it that way. God has programmed it that way. And in fact, if you put that seed into good soil, the water is going to penetrate that seed and it's going to activate the life that is in the seed. It doesn't look like there's life in that seed. That life's not doing anything. There's nothing impressive about that seed. But let it go into good soil. Let it come in contact with some moisture. And all of a sudden, it's going to activate what God has programmed or placed inside that seed. That's the story Jesus is telling. The story of a man that scatters seed. And he doesn't understand how it works. He just knows that once he plants the seed, the seed does what seeds do. And it happens without him. All by itself, verse 28, the soil produces grain. First the stalk and then the head and then the full kernel of the head. Once the seed is placed in the good ground, it is automatic. So just like we plant physical seeds in the ground, Jesus tells the story to say, when you plant the seed of God's Word into somebody's life, there is life in the Word of God. For you have been born again, 1 Peter 1.23, you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and the enduring Word of God. The reason you plant, plant seed, the Word of God, into the life of your children is because there is life in that seed. The reason you share the Word of God with your class is believing there is life in that seed. The Word, not the effort of the farmer, but the Word is what produces the growth. In fact, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active. That's how the Word of God is described. But I want you to notice, here, here's where it really takes kind of a twist. I want you to notice that even though there is life in the seed, that there is still a process for that growth to occur. Look at verse 28. All by itself, the soil produces grain. But notice this process. First, the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel, and the head. Don't miss the truth of verse 28. Faith unfolds slowly. Would you say that with me? Faith unfolds slowly. Jesus, as he's describing the growth of this plant, 
the plant, though the life is automatic, though the growth happens automatic, that doesn't mean that it happens quickly. It's automatic, but it's not quickly. It's not quick. He says, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel. You see, there is a process involved. Do you ever get frustrated? Come on, let's be honest. Do you ever get frustrated that your teenager just doesn't seem to care about the things of God? Do you ever feel like they ought to get it by now? They ought to be there by now. They've grown up in church. Do you ever get discouraged because you wonder, I've been teaching this BSF class for years, and I just don't know if any of them is kind of getting it. You ever get frustrated like that? Do you ever feel defeated because your lost friend still feels very comfortable in their lostness? You've been praying for them for a long time, talking to them every chance you get, but they still feel very comfortable in their lostness? Jesus told us a parable to show us that sometimes people slowly understand spiritual truth. Slowly they develop the ability to comprehend. Slowly they understand spiritual truth. There's a process involved. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Sometimes when you've planted the seeds, it may look like at the time that nothing's happening, but that's just because you can't see what's going on below the soil. I mean, if you take one of these zucchini seeds and and you plant it today and you come back next Sunday and look at it, I doubt a whole lot is going to be happening. At least not in the place where you can see. There might be a whole lot happening under the soil, but there's not going to be a whole lot happening above the soil. Listen to me, church. Just because you can't see what's happening above the soil does not mean God's not active in that person's life. You don't know what God's doing in her heart. You don't know what God's doing in his life. You don't know how God's taking the seed, the truth of the Word of God, and penetrating their heart. I'm telling you, God's Word is living and active, and God's Word accomplishes what He sets out to do. It's like a seed. Seeds do what seeds are programmed to do what God designed them to do, and so does the seed of the Word of God. So you need, to be two, you need to do two things. If you find yourself frustrated because they're not there yet, if you find yourself aggravated because they're not getting it, if you find yourself defeated because uh, you know, they, they've just kind of turned their back on the things of God, let, let me tell you something. You need to do two things. You need to give it time, and you need to trust God to do His work. Give it time because the seeds, when planted... There's a process to grow. Give it time. And trust God to do His work. I would acknowledge to you that the way God uses His Word in the heart of an individual is mysterious. Just like seed under the ground. We don't know what's happening, but we know something's happening. It's mysterious. So let's read the text again. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground. And night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. And all by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. I love how this... Truth is illustrated in other places of the New Testament. One of my favorite is how this truth is illustrated in, in the, 
the development, the growth of the New Testament church, the early church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and he's explaining how God has used the seed of His Word to bring about the growth of the kingdom. And Paul summarizes all that in 1 Corinthians 3, 6 with these words. He says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Our job is to plant the seeds, but God is the one that makes it grow. Our job is to be faithful to plant the seed. But God is the one who makes it grow. So Jesus told a story. It's a story that we all need. It's a story that we all can relate to. Because this story, the story of the growing seed, takes the pressure off us to cause the growth. Have you ever felt that pressure? The pressure of, i got to change him. i got to change her. i got to get this class to do something. i I got to do this. i I got to, do, I got to convince my husband. i got to convince my neighbor. Have you ever felt the pressure to cause growth? Jesus tells us this story to say, don't try to carry that pressure because it's not yours to cause. You don't bring about the growth. You plant the seed. You trust God to bring about the growth. It takes the pressure off of us. We need this story for a second reason, because sometimes we're in too much of a hurry for the spiritual growth to occur. And Jesus reminds us in this parable, in this story, don't be in a hurry. You may not understand what's happening. You might, it might be a mystery to you, or it might look like nothing's happening, but you don't know what's happening underground. You don't know what God's doing in His life or in her heart. So don't be in a hurry to see spiritual growth. We need this story also because we need to be reminded that God is in control and this is His kingdom. This is, he said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. God is in control and this is His kingdom. Our, God, our job is just to plant the seed He's put in our hand. And we need this story, we need this reminder because spiritual growth is always a demonstration of God's power. Spiritual growth is always a demonstration of God's power. I'm just mesmerized, really, when I look at this seed. Because I wish you could be up here close. and I don't have enough for everybody. But if you want one, come get If you want one, come get it. I wish you could just see, hold that in your hand and see how lifeless it is right now. I wish you could hold it in your hand and see how thin it is right now. And look at that and think... No life in that. I can hold it in my hand all day. I can hold it all week. And it, nothing's going to happen. There's no life there. But the, the miracle that occurs. When that seed is placed in good soil. And moisture comes in contact with it. And all of a sudden. What God has put in that seed. Comes to life. And watch this. It not only grows. It produces. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. And you keep sowing the seed of God's Word and watch God bring to life something only He can do. Only God can change a mind. Only God can change a heart. Only God can change a life. Only God can do that. I want to tell you something. God can do that through His Word. If He can bring life to a seed, He can use His Word to bring life to your spouse or to your child or to your neighbor. 
the living and the active Word of God. Our job is just to plant the seed. He's the one that makes it grow. So take that weight off your shoulders. Give Him time to do His work. But listen, but you stay at the task of planting the seed. Let's pray about that. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that you are in control, that this is your kingdom. And that spiritual growth is a demonstration of your power. It's not our power. It's your power, and it's your word. There's life in the seed, the word of God. I just pray that you'd help us to be faithful. Be faithful in sowing the seed, to be faithful in praying for a harvest, and to be faithful in leaving the results in your hands. We trust you, Lord. Help us to walk with you each day. In Jesus' name I pray. Every head still bowed, every eye still closed. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, this is your day to put your faith in Him. This is your opportunity to say yes to Jesus and wholeheartedly with all you that you are, give yourself to Him. I'll be down front. I'd love to help you understand that and turn away from your sin and turn and put your faith in Christ who loved you enough to die on the cross for you. Or some of you might need to come today to this altar as they did in the first service and just pray. Pray for that person in your life, that person who is your neighbor, that person in your family, that person who's on your heart and your mind right now. Just pray for them that the seed of God's Word would take root and the seed of God's Word would grow and the seed of God's Word would bring a harvest. And we pray for that, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.